Welcome everyone to WRPX, your wrestling revolution podcast. I am your host, Antonio Garza. And it was a, a good weekend that we had in professional wrestling. Uh, we had a couple of, it was like a couple of shows, nothing really heavy. At least until Monday night when both All Japan Pro Wrestling and DDT decided to run live shows on their streaming services and suddenly we just had a lot of wrestling to watch and get caught up with i managed to watch them both live uh but i did have to go back to watch certain matches again because obviously when you're watching two shows at the same time there's gonna things that you're gonna miss and um but we are gonna be talking about ddt all japan today we want to preview the stardom all-star dream cinderella because that is taking place on march the 3rd and by the time that show takes place um we the new episode of of this podcast will be coming out so i won't be able to like properly watch it and do the podcast like review it on the same day uh, especially because there is going to be a live pay-per-view option for this show but from what i've heard it is 40 bucks to to catch it um i haven't actually checked the price that's just a rumor that i saw but it, if that is the case i'm just gonna wait for it to be on stardom world and watch it i'm already paying for that service and and so we have a little we have a little show here to talk about it's packed and we may as well start it. Let's start with DDT. The show is called Effort, Friendship, and Victory in Nagoya 2021. This was a show that had been built for a couple of, of weeks. Uh, there are a couple of matches uh, that had a little bit of built, uh, especially the main event. But there's like between this one and the previous DDT show that just took place, the one that we re, the re, recapped last week, um, they had a couple of biggest shows taking place in February, and this was one of them. Uh, the show was really good, I think. Like as is usually with DDT, like matches either delivered in work rate or they deliver in comedy. And this was just one of those matches, one of those shows uh, where the matches were either really, really good in terms of wrestling or just really good in terms of comedy. Um, and to cap it off, they closed out with what I would say is my favorite tag team match probably in over a year. I have to really think back about it. But other than this, I may have to go the way back to Omega and Page versus the Bucks, which took place about this time-ish. Um, there was some, obviously, like the Nautilus uh, matches last year, but I think this was way better than every Nautilus match that I saw last year. And the matches that I'm talking about, and we may as well just go straight into it, is 
the KOD Tag Team Title Match Eruption, Kasusada Higuchi and Jukio Sakaguchi defending and defeating the Sonic Love combination of Konosuke Takeshita and Mao. This was just fucking awesome. Like, <laughs> I I posted on Twitter because I was like doing like live tweeting during the shows. I posted like, holy shit. And then as I started watching other people post about the match and several people were saying the same thing. Holy shit. It was a fantastic, fantastic match. Um, I went with 4.3 quarters of a star, 9.75 out of 10. I, I don't think I went the full 10 because I wasn't actually thinking about it. And by the time the match ended, it just, like it just didn't feel like sometimes you feel like oh this was a ten, and no 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 there was something missing, uh but I have zero complaints about it like this is virtually a ten that I just didn't give it I don't know why <laughs> maybe if I rewatch it I'll either find what I I missed or decide to make it a a ten out of ten but for now I mean nine point seventy five is it's virtually a ten, um like I said this was my favorite like tag team match that I've seen in a long, long time. I, I, I'm strongly leaning on saying that eruption right now is my favorite tag team. If not the, just the best tag team in the world right now. Um, they're just, they're just like two different types of wrestlers with the same aura around them. And they complement each other in a perfect way. It's just a fantastic tag team. Um, so the the match, the, the, the story of the match was pretty much that uh, Sakaguchi got a package pile driver really early on in the match uh, at the hands of Mao. And so from there on, Higuchi had to fight by himself for a long time. And as badass as Higuchi is, I mean, Takeshita is, is no joke. He is a top guy. And Mao is pretty good. He's uh Mao is like at like right now at the verge of being a top guy, but he's not there yet. Uh, and and so Higuchi just had like a really, really hard time uh surviving. Eventually Sakaguchi like made it back to the match, but he was already like so hurt that he had to tag out again eventually. And so once again it was Higuchi and Konosuke Takeshita going at it at the end. And it was just sort of like, like the the last minutes of this match are just like some of the best wrestling that I've seen. Uh, definitely this year. Um, there's there's better matches. Like I would, I still think that Ibushi versus White is the best match of the year. Uh, but like some of the stuff that I saw here between Takeshita and Huguchi was some of the best, like just wrestling that I've seen this year and and maybe last year for that matter. Uh, it was just like holy shit and then on the other side you had like mao who was like just all over the place he was like he's he's not exactly a high flyer but he wrestles like a high flyer he does a lot of high flying stuff so he was just like all over the place sakaguchi's just like once he came back and started doing some stuff he's just like kicking the shit out of both takeshita and mao jumping knees jumping everything higuchi's like chopping the fuck out of takeshita it's just like 
Oh man, it's such a great, amazing match. This is a, this is a match that I totally recommend you go out of your way to watch. Whatever you think you're gonna watch this week, like put it to the side, go watch this match. It was like just straight up my favorite match. Um, after the match, uh, Harashima uh, came out and he said he wanted to challenge Eruption for the tag team title match. Uh, his partner will be Yuji Okabayashi, who I mean I've been I've been salivating for a proper Higuchi and Okabayashi match, and so I think that would be it. Um, and Harashima, Harashima is just like also an amazing wrestler. He's I mean he's older, but he's just really really good, uh, amazing babyface. And so Eruption accepted the match. Uh, we still don't have a date because Imabayashi said that he was gonna have to talk to bjw to to get like a proper date so it works for both companies but like man like that fucking main event boom and and that wasn't all uh the semi-main event saw the full team of strong hearts which i hadn't seen in probably also over a year it was sima lindemann uh iri and t-hawk versus the team of junretsu uh, being Junakiyama, Makoto Ishii, uh, Hideki Okatani, and Yusuke Okada. And, oh boy, this was one of those matches where you start to wonder, is there heat between these people and are they stiffing each other? Because some of the stuff that, um, some of the, the attacks, I'd say that uh, Eerie especially got on Okada, holy shit like it looked stiff it looked bad it was just holy shit and it all started with um sima who a couple of weeks ago defeated koji wamoto for the all japan junior heavyweight title and so now sima comes to ddt and the thing the first thing he does is pretty much like mock both akiyama and okada with the all japan title and as we know, Akijama and Okada just recently last year left um, All Japan. Uh, Akijama pretty much just was, I guess, tired, wanted to do something different. But Okada had some problems there. Uh, not not problems, but like he left because his direction wasn't really good. And obviously, the the title that now Sima holds is the title that Okada like was never able to capture that he should have captured before he left. And so. There was like those little like those little like pushes, you know, that that Sima was doing and then Okada just when they started wrestling, like Okada was like full power against everyone. There's a spot it's not even a spot. There's something that happened where Okada straight up chased Lindaman around the arena like at full speed, like two Olympic laps, uh until he finally caught him. But like they were going like full speed, uh, and Okada is a former police officer. Like he can he can uh, he can chase for sure. But yeah, like and then Akijama was like throwing headbutts and uh, oh, it was just like a fantastic also wrestling match. It was like super heated. Um, th this one I, I wish I would invite people to watch it and and let me know what you think. Was this stiff for you guys, or was it just like my imagination? Because, man, it was good. Uh, but yeah, it was a, a really good match at, at the end of the day. Uh, Strong Hearts 
at the end of the match destroyed Okatani with like a four person combo. Um, like Okatani pretty much just came in for the pin uh, because most of the match was Okada, Kijama, and Oishi just doing their thing. But oh man, like that that was also like a, just a fantastic match. Um, and then uh, prior to that, we had the Sonic Club, Chunma Katsumata, and Juki Bueno versus Damnation, Daisuke Sasaki, and Tetsuya Endo. Uh, Endo uh, defeated uh, Katsumata with a Yuri Katame. Mm, it was a good match. I, you know, it's it's four top guys. Endo's fantastic. Wano's fantastic. And Katsumata and Sasaki, like, they're pretty good in what they do. Um, I personally thought that they were going to use this match to set up either Endo or Sasaki to chase Wano for the Universal title. But actually what happened was that Endo... Defeated Katsumata, who has a title, the 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 hardcore extreme title, but Endo said that he wasn't really interested in that title uh, because of a prior angle that happened um, to matches prior, which we can talk about, and it's that uh, Endo is going to be challenging for the six man championships, and that's he said that was his focus right now. So if that was the case, I don't see why. We couldn't just have like Weno pin Sasaki, uh, or something like that, some combination like that. That, but anyway, it was a good match. Um, you know, Weno and Endo like they're they're always gonna be fantastic. And, uh, prior to that, we have another team of Damnation. This time, Matt Polly and Soma Takao lose to Toru Owashi and Jukio Naya. Um, another good match. Uh, Owashi worked his ass off in this match, like. He usually does a lot of comedy early on in the show, but like this time he really had his working boots on. He he looked fantastic. Uh Naya has been losing a lot of weight. I, I think I've mentioned this already. He he looks like considerably thin. Uh unfortunately for him, he also looks kind of awkward now. Um I think he needs to work on his like his image, not exactly like his physical image, just like and his gear and his look. That's what I'm trying to say, his look. Uh, but I don't know. He, it's weird because when he was kind of like uh, heavier, he just used to wrestle as a big guy. And now that he's not that heavy, he's just like really tall. Uh, some of his moves do look kind of awkwardish, but I think he, he's, he's getting better for sure. Um, He's someone that I didn't used to like, but I think he's starting to get better. Um, and and in this match, he actually got the win over Matt Polly, which is I think a big deal for for someone like Naya, who is arguably still uh, fresh in the in his wrestling career. Um, but I don't know. It was good. Um, like obviously anything with Somataka was good. Matt Polly, like I said, had. Polly and Owashi had their, their working boots on, so it was a good match. Um I gave it a like a three stars. Um then we had the KOD six man tag team title match. This is a team of Akito, Kazuki, Kazuki Hirata, and Shota. Um defeating the team of Dan Shukudino, Harashima, and Sanshiro Takagi. And so the story of this match was that uh, the team of Akito, Hirata, and Shota 
were guys that never really made it to the top of DDT. Uh, I mean, they've been there for always, for forever, but they never really like became the face of DDT. Uh, I, I've, I've argued that Akito is pretty good. It's pretty up there. But they wanted to wrestle a team of the of wrestlers that like pretty much carried DDT on their backs. Guys that have been here pretty much, I wouldn't say from the beginning, but I mean for, for a long, long time. And that was a team of Dino, Harashima, and Takagi. Like When you think of DDT, uh, those are the guys that you think of. Uh, obviously, Dino on the comedy side, Harashima on the work rate side, and Takagi straight up the boss. <laughs> so those are the people you usually tend to think of. Um, and so the, the match was a combination of the Dino comedy with his uh, kisses and, and butt wrestling. But the other half was like really good wrestling with Hirata and Harashima, especially. Uh, I personally thought that Shota and, and Takagi didn't do as much. Uh, they were in there, like, they were mostly like in there for the multi man uh, spots, but not necessarily like doing their own thing. Mm. But it was a good match. I I personally like the stuff with Hirata and Harashima. Like, they. Hirata has been. Like, he has been doing more proper wrestling now that he has the titles and it has been really good for him he is showing a different side of of his character that i mean we tend to just see him dancing in the second match of the night and now he's doing like more like straight up wrestling so it's really good it's really fun um and uh the the finish saw akito and dino they were like trading kisses and punches until akito locked in and out of condobice and he submitted Dino while kissing him. So they defend the titles. After the match, damnation, the whole team came out. And they, I don't remember who exactly cut the promo. I think it was Asaki. But he was pretty much saying, like, you guys, like, you talk about being DDT. But, like, like DDT is damnation. Uh, we are damnation dream team. And uh, pretty much said that they are the true representatives of DDT and they should have the titles. Now, now that Endo lost the, the world title, they wanted to get new goals because the team had no goal. And so they are going to pick the strongest combination that they could between all of that nation. And that is going to be Endo, Somatakao, and Hino. I cannot disagree. I think that is the best combination <laughs> that Damnation can do right now. Uh, it's and and I really really like that they decided to go with Soma Takao instead of Sasaki because it could have been like really easy to say like oh the strongest team is Endo Sasaki and Hino you know but now it was they actually went for for Soma Takao so I was really happy about that um, and Shota responded like you know like I'm pretty sure Hino can kick all our asses. But like we're not gonna, like we're not gonna step aside or just let you walk all over us. I mean, Endo is a main banner former champion, but we're still gonna give it our old. And so it's signed for the March fourteenth show at Korakuen Hall. Uh, Akito Hirata and Shota versus Endo Soma and Hino. That should be a, it should be a good match too, uh, because. That that match, like, there is really no comedy acts in that match, other than Hirata, for instance. 
so it offers for a really good like good good straight up just wrestling i mean akito versus any of those guys could be interesting hirata versus endor soma could be good i'm pretty i'm guessing they're gonna do like hino and shota for some for some comedy because of the size difference but that's about it uh and the rest of the show um it was just your openers uh, the show opened with um, Hiroshi Yamato and Nobu Hiroshimatani from Damnation defeating Keigo Nakamura and Toi Kojima, the you know the the rookies of the promotion. Uh, Yamato finished Kojima with a fisherman suplex. It was an okay match, nothing special. Um, on the second match, the usual like comedy match, it was really fun. Uh, Antonio Honda and Saki Akai uh, versus the Neo Ito Respect Army. That's Chris Brooks and Makito. Um, Brooks defeated Honda with a Noctopus, the Calamari stretch for the win. Uh, this was really fun. The story here was that Ito had never fought Antonio Honda, so she didn't really know the whole uh, injury angle that he does where he teases retirement. And so when Honda went for it, Ito was like, oh, thank you for your services. And and she called for, for uh, the medics and they took Honda away. And everyone was like, no, 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 this is not what's supposed to happen. Like, this is part of Honda's trick. Uh, but so Akai was left to fight both Brooks and Ito in a handicap match for a while until Honda came back. And then on the second part, when he came back, uh, he went for the Gone the Fox story. And Ito responded with Gonko, the female fox. And so they fell in love. And when they're about to kiss, Brooks and Akai stepped in, uh, stopped them. But like they got pushed together. And so there was like a little... It could have been like an incredibly romantic moment for Chris Brooks and Saki Akai, but instead uh, Brooks said that Akai, or yeah, said that Akai was gross. He said it like in a childish way, like the way you say that the girl that you liked is gross. Um, but like, obviously that insulted Akai and just like slapped him. And so after that, they just took it to the end between Brooks and Honda. And like I said, uh, he won with the Calamari stretch. Um, it, like wrestling wise his matches are not always like fantastic or anything but they're incredibly fun and this was like really really fun uh like the stuff with ito and <laughs> and honda was just fantastic and i i am a sucker for for watching that guy and brooks wrestle they are so similar in, in stature and, and physical like uh like their their body types and so i always enjoy watching them wrestle like a guy and and brooks they're so tall and slim that sometimes they wrestle some other people and it looks kind of awkward. But like when they wrestle each other, they just like obviously pair up perfectly. So I really liked it. Um, and the only match that I'm missing was the DDT Mega Megaton Weight singles match. Uh, the long-awaited Juji Hino versus Juki Ino. Uh, this was just like midi midi boys clashing, slapping each other touching each other with chops and strikes and, and whatever shoulder tackles um and at the end he no one with a fucking bomb i that's the name of the move fucking bomb um i i mean obviously i expected Hino to win but i kind of wanted to Eno to win because he just came back from uh injury it seemed like they were pushing him but i mean he's he's just not at that level in the card it's understandable Hino is I mean Hino's a bigger name he's been in many many promotions so 
he just has that like that notoriety so it's understandable but it was a it was a fun match uh kind of short for that matter but like these two guys are just so big that it's just like fun to watch them wrestle even if it's not like great wrestling um but that was a whole show um it was uh it was a a short ish show uh not super short but it was short ish in terms of dt um i when i was watching it um i think i finished around 12 uh my time at midnight but uh while i was watching it i remember getting to the katsumata and Wendo versus damnation match and i started thinking like uh i guess i'll just like stop it here and finish it tomorrow like what's two matches that i need to watch but i'm really really glad that i just like kept watching it uh because the last two matches were just fantastic the like through like truly i i recommend uh this show like it is legit one of the the better shows that i watched this year because just because of those two like main event matches uh definitely go watch them and the other show that was happening at the same time uh as the dt it actually started like an hour earlier maybe two hours earlier because this was it was a shorter show um was all japan pro wrestling's uh they're doing the excite series 2021 this was night four in korakan hall um tokyo japan obviously uh this this was main evented by Suwama and Kohei Sato. This was a match that was built after I think it was their their uh, January fourth show, if I'm not mistaken. Um, I think that's when. Oh no no no! It was a twenty fourth. <laughs> yeah, it was a twenty fourth. Uh, when Sato came to to challenge. Uh, Suwama. That's when Shotaro Ashino and Suwama fought for the wrestling for the, the title. I was on the 24th of January. Um, in this match, uh, Suwama defeated Sato. I thought the match was it was really good in the sense of wrestling because um, it's just like two guys straight up just beating the shit out of each other. A lot of striking, a lot of like like slams as a wrestling match it's a really good wrestling match but personally like i've said it before i'm not the biggest fan of suwama and sato actually made suwama look interesting and have charisma like there was points where sato was just like it felt like he was like charisma boy going through the motions uh there was a spot that was supposed to be like the, your usual fighting spirit spot. And he was just like, no selling it. Zero fire. I I found Sato to be super, super boring uh, in this match. But he was performing the moves and the moves looked good. And and the story was told properly. Uh, Sato worked on Suwama's leg and, and Suwama worked on Sato's head. And they just kind of like hit the shit out of each other. And that was it, really. Uh, as a main event, I thought it was kind of weak. Um, no, not weak. It was a really good match. I just thought it was kind of like, eh, because I'm not a big fan of either guy. Uh, and after the match, they they closed the show with 
Joshitatsu of all guys to come out and challenge Suwama. So, so there you go. Next up is Suwama versus Joshitatsu. Uh, I actually don't know when that's going to take place. It's probably going to be like in March. Uh, but the the big thing about this show and this, the reason I decided to watch specifically this show was because this is a show where they announced the Champion Carnival participants. Uh, and it ended up paying off really well to watch it for that reason because All Japan did arguably their best angle that they've done ever since. Uh, I don't even know. Like, because like previous angles that I can remember, it's like the the debut of Ashino, Shotaro Ashino and his group was good. But I don't think it was like that noteworthy. The other one that I can go back to is Aoyagi turning on Miyahara to challenge for the title. Um, and the only reason I honestly remember that one is because I was there live. Uh, but yeah, like there hasn't been many, many memorable uh, angles. Um in all Japan, but I think the one that happened tonight is definitely going to be memorable. Um, and we'll get to it. Let's go through the card. Um, from the bottom, Suze and Izanagi, Purple Haze, uh, defeated Francisco, Akira, and Alejandro. Um, this match was actually kind of weak. Uh, it lasted really, really... Man, it, it didn't last long. I think it was like six minutes and... Aside from some stuff that Suze and Francisco did, the match was not that good. Alejandro looked kind of like off-timed in some of the spots he did. Uh, so, I don't know. I, I wasn't a big fan of this one. Um, next match was Balian Aki from Chocopro, um, Osamu Nishimura, and Yoshitatsu defeating Black Mansore, Ryuji Hijikata, and Takao Omori. Um, I mean... Just, just see here, like, Yoshitatsu, like, obviously got the win over Black Menso to to be in for the the title challenge but it's your second match of the of the night uh and you're you have like your Takao Moris and your Black Mensos like this this is your second match of the night where you have like these type of guys the old timers and stuff like that uh and this is how we're building Joshitatsu to challenge for the title so oh man good luck um but also again it was another weak match this was also like six minutes um no one really looked impressive in my opinion <laughs> um yeah I, I can't really say i can't i'm trying to think of like what did aki did i can't even really remember other than saying namaste at once at black men so so yeah like a weak match um, next up, we had a number one contendership match uh, for the All Asia Tag Team Titles. This was Next Stream, uh, Atsuki Oyagi and Rising Hayato, defeating uh, the team of Evolution, Hikaru Sato and Dan Tamura, and the team of Enfance Rir, uh, Hokuto Omori and Jusuke Kodama. Uh, again, only six minutes, a lot of people for just six minutes. Uh, Everyone looked good, but at the same time, no one really, sh uh, there was no like shining star from this match. Like the most that we can say is like one diving spot from Aoyagi and Hayato. And that was it. Like no one really like stood up over the rest. 
but everyone did look good in what they were doing. Like the wrestling was good. I mean, that's the thing with also like the previous match. The wrestling was good. It just like no one really looked special or anything. Um, and so in this case, you know, like it's good for for I mean for next room to win. They're going to be going after uh, Isanagi and Sus, but uh, I don't know. Like they didn't seem strong. Uh, hopefully they they get some better wins before they have the the actual title match because yeah like they didn't really look strong uh but i do think that there's a chance that aoyagi and hayato could defeat um purple haze because aoyagi and hayato right now like they're pretty hot right now as a team um and i mean Seuss is about to go into the champion carnival like that's one spoiler uh so there's no reason why not uh why not give Aoyagi and Hayato those titles so Kensus can just do the carnival? Uh, then we have Jun Kasai and Tomoya Hirata defeat Ryuki Honda and Shuji Shikawa by DQ. I actually fought this match in, in, a, in a no contest, but it's good to see that it's a no DQ. Uh, this was another match that I just wasn't a big fan of, uh, mostly because of Jun Kasai. Um, Honestly, the whole match just fell on Honda's and Hirata's uh, shoulders. Like, they made this match happen because Kasai was just like, I don't know, he was boring. And Ichikawa only, like, Ichikawa looked good, but he was only in there for a couple of minutes before they went into the, the finishing, like, little angle thingy. And the angle was that Jun Kasai just suddenly decided to, like, bring out skewers and, and attack uh, Honda and Ichikawa. And so Ishikawa decided also to go deathmatch on him. And so they just ended up doing like some deathmatch spots before Ishikawa got DQ'd for uh, too much violence and pushing the ref away. Um, so I don't know. I thought it was super weak. And like like I said, Hirata and Honda looked great. But Kasai just, just, I don't know. It was weak. I do understand the point of this match was to build a deathmatch. And so... To, in order to build a death match, what they did was good. I just didn't think it was like it made for a good wrestling match. <laughs> That's about it. Um, at, at this point is when we had the the champion carnival announcement. So they announced the participants. It's going to be a one block uh, round robin tournament, pretty much what they did uh, last year after the the whole thing came down. Uh, and the participants this year are going to be Suwama, the champion, Sus, uh, last year's winner, uh, Kento Miyahara, a former champion, uh, Chuji Chikawa, former champion, Chotaro Ashino, uh, who, you know, from Infanta River, Juja Aoyagi, Koji Doi, Kohei Sato, Jake Lee, and surprise, Shinhiro Otani. I think uh, Shinhiro at this point is like 58, if I am not mistaken. Um, he I, he's a guy that I've seen that he can still go for sure he's 48 uh, he can still go but he's also incredibly incredibly old uh, well I guess it's it's hard to say that he's incredibly old when one promotion has Keiji Muto as a champion and then the other one has also like a 48 year old 
Chris Jericho's and and Tanahashi. So I guess like I can't like super super complain, but he is on the older side. Um, I actually don't know um, how how much younger Suwama is because Suwama's he's forty four, uh, so he's also like slightly up there. Uh, I guess it's just the nature of the beast at this point. But yeah, Shinhiro Tani is uh is gonna be working the champion carnival. Uh hopefully I mean hopefully he does well. Um obviously the the name that most people were hoping to hear is Naoya Nomura, who was who got injured a long time ago and he still hasn't come back. And I think at this point people are getting worried because it's been a long time and it's you know, we start to, to just wonder like if is he ever coming back, you know? So Hopefully he he won the does return because Naoya Nomura was fantastic. He was, I think the title was going to be changing hands between Nomura, Jake Lee, and 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 Miyahara for a couple of years, but then he he got injured. Uh, but hopefully he'll he'll come back. Uh, next up we had finally the big big angle match. Uh, this was the Infant Terrible. Kumarashi, Shotaro Ashino, and Koji Doi versus Jake Lee, Koji Wamoto, and Tajiri. The match was it was okay. It was uh it was good. It really fell on, on Ashino versus Jake Lee, most of it. Uh the big angle happens towards the end where Shotaro has an ankle lock on Jake Lee and Arashi and Doi get inside the ring. It seems like they're going to try and stop Iwamoto and Tajiri from interfering and breaking the, the, the submission. But suddenly, Arashi and Doi throw Iwamoto and Tajiri on top of Ashino to break the submission. And that leaves uh, Jake Lee open to to take out Ashino and pin him as Arashi and Doi are just like looking on top of him. After the match... Um, Kodama and Omori came down and attacked uh, Ashino. Arashi and Doi joined. And so they pretty much beat up. They they stomped on, on Ashino. They, he took a, a couple of like uh, signature moves. And then Ashino starts dragging himself to Jake Lee for help. And he's like, dude, help me. And what does Jake Lee do? He turns heel and attacks Shotaro Ashino. And well, at this point, he's not turning heel. He's just attacks Chotaro because they've had like a big rivalry. Uh, and so at this point, Iwamoto kind of like jumps in like, hey, dude, like, uh, don't get involved in this shit. Let's just walk away. Let's uh, this doesn't concern us. The stuff with the Infanterie like it's their problem. And this is when Jake Lee decides to turn heel, attacks Iwamoto and between the Infanterievles and Jake Lee, they stomped on both Iwamoto and Shotaro Ashino. And that's it. Uh, Lee left with the Infanterievles. At this point, I don't know if he's going to be the leader or, or if he's even going to like join the team. I would imagine that may be the case. Uh, but yeah, it was a fantastic double turn. Uh, babyface Ashino is going to be money. Uh, and obviously, Jake Lee has always been better as a heel. So... It just works out, and the this this angle had been had been being built for a couple of I'd say months now because 
again, if we go back to that show where Ashino um, lost to Suwama for the title, the the ending scene that we saw was um, Ashino shaking hands with Suwama, with the rest of the Infanterivis in the like, like not in the back, but like in the hallway, looking over, kind of like not agreeing with Ashino's. Uh, show of respect to Suwama and how he suddenly had started to be more honorable. And throughout the the shows, we we saw like uh, Ashino hadn't been participating in all the heel antics of the Infant Terribles. Um, he just had been showing to show like a different side of him, a more honorable side of him. And through all of that, we kept seeing. You know, the face of Arashi and Doi and Omori and Kodama, like always be like, not, I wouldn't say fully disgusted of Ashino's uh, behavior, but like they, you could tell that they were in disagreement with Ashino. And finally it came to this, uh, where they turn on, they turn on the boss, quote unquote, and and they have seemed to picked up a new one. So it'll be interesting to see how they follow up this. Um, Ashin is going to go in into the, into the champion carnival as a baby face and Jake Lee as a heel. And so you have to imagine that that match is going to be crazy. Once it happens, um, I wouldn't even be surprised if Jake Lee versus Ashino is the finals. Um, I, I would have, I would, Give the win to Lee so that Lee can go and defeat Suwama and take the title. But uh, yeah, I wouldn't be surprised if Ashino versus Jake Lee is the finals of the of the Champion Carnival. Or if not, at least they're going to have like a really, really heated match once they come to it. Um, so if anything else, like we are already going to a, a Champion Carnival with some potentially heated matches. Um other matches in there, obviously, like Ishikawa and Suwama, they broke up the Balan Giants, so there's something there. Um, so Miyahara from last year, they had a fantastic match, so they may just have like a banger of a match. Obviously, any Ashino match versus Doi or or uh, Lee are gonna be important. Um, Kohei Sato versus Ishikawa, a battle of the Teen Towers, may be interesting. So, I mean, there, it's going to be a short champion carnival, but I think it's going to have some interesting matches. Um, so, you know, I think it's going to be worth following. And the only match that I just hadn't talked about, uh, it was the semi-main event. It was the All Japan Pro Wrestling World Tag Team Championship match. This was the team of Next Dream, the champions Kento Miyahara and Juma Aoyagi, defeating the, the Big Japan uh, team of Daisuke Sekimoto and Abdullah Kobayashi. The match was, it was good. I would say it was good. Uh, Abdullah Kobayashi is not exactly like super mobile. He's just old and fat. Uh, similar <laughs> path as the original Abdullah, uh, the butcher. Uh, but the he's like full of charisma. And I think that he brings out a different side of Miyahara. He forces Miyahara to work differently to accommodate. And that helped the match a lot. Obviously, Aoyagi and Sekimoto are fantastic wrestlers, so whenever they were inside, too, it was just great. Um, 
But yeah, it was really mostly about Miyahara and, and Abdullah Koyashi just doing their thing. And at the end, Miyahara did indeed hit the the shout out the, the shutdown German on Kobayashi for the win, and it was good. And I, after the match, Kobayashi got a promo, which I think he he challenged Miyahara to a singles match against Sekimoto. I'm not fully sure. Um, they haven't really announced anything. I think. But that could be good. Miyahara versus Sakimoto. Uh, no complaints there. And and that was the whole show. Uh, it, I don't think it was necessarily like an amazing show. It was good. Uh, but this is going to be something that's going to be remembered because of the angle and nothing beyond that. Um, like I said, m- most people watched it because of the Champion Carnival announcement. And I think the angle... Like doing the angle after the carnival announcement was like a fantastic idea from all Japan just to like hook up the uh, people. Because if you if you see a lot of like Twitter uh, interaction last night, and they actually trended, and I think that's gonna be something that all Japan's gonna notice that doing shows at a time where the U.S. crowd can watch um, tends to be good for them, um, but. If you see the the like how the trends happen for the show, you'll notice that most people started watching the show around the, the Ishikawa versus Junkasai match. That's when most people like started tweeting, <laughs> and and I think it's because most people like knew like oh so I'm just gonna like tune in to see who is in the the carnival announcement. And once they did, they just probably like kept watching the next match. And oh my God, this angle just ended up being fantastic. And so they finished the show. And I think that's what happened. Uh, I mean, that's definitely my my situation. I, I came in on the on the three-way. Because uh, like the opening matches were just like not interesting to me at all. Um, but yeah, I, I think it was a, like a fantastic idea to do such a big angle right after the announcement and you know on on a show that was broadcasted really accessible for the for the u.s fan base um so you know hopefully they'll do more like those i like all japan is not a promotion that i want to watch on a daily basis but it's a promotion that i like watching at least once a month just to see what's going on and so if they if they do like one big ish show that's accessible to watch live uh at night boom that's fantastic i i really really enjoy that especially on a monday when there's like really nothing to watch so that i i really really like that that move from all japan hopefully they continue that way and as we mentioned the only other show that i wanted to preview is the stardom all-star dream cinderella the biggest show in stardom's story history um they are finally going to nippon budokan on march the 3rd like i said this show is going to take place about the same time that the podcast would be coming out so i wouldn't really have a chance to watch it review it record and and give you the podcast uh so what I think I'll do is next week, I'll likely, most likely uh, have our normal show recapping whatever happens between now and Tuesday. And then All-Star Dream Cinderella 
definitely seems like the show that will deserve a mini episode, a showcase episode. So that's probably what's going to happen next week. But going into the show, uh, we have, um, I'm guessing this is the opener, the high-speed championship match where Asumi, the champion, is going to be defending against Natsupoi from Dona del Mundo. Uh, I mean, this this match just came about a challenge, uh, Natsupoi challenge Asumi for the match. And Asumi has been killing it with this title. Um, her match with Suri and uh, during the Valentine Day uh, weekend was fantastic. It was the match of the night. Um, Asumi is just fantastic, and I I'm, I think this may be a show stealer uh, because Natsupoi is also like on on a fantastic role. Uh, this is definitely gonna be high speed. I I am sure of that. Uh, we have the Goddess of Stardom Championships. The newly crowned champions, Dona del Mondo, Maika, and Himeka. Um, I don't know what their their cute name is. Hime Maika? Hime Ika? I don't know. Uh, but they're going to be defending against the team of Natsuko Tora and Saki Kashima. Uh, and this was kind of interesting, actually, because uh, they obviously defeated B. Priestley and um, what's her face? Konami. And now they're going to be defending it against a different team from Oedotai. I now I can understand why they they have been pushing Tora and Saki Kashima in during that weekend. Um, they gave him like they looked extra motivated, Tora and Kashima, and maybe this is the reason why because they were going to be challenging for the titles. I cannot see the titles changing. Um, I don't think Tora and Kashima are especially built right now to be the champions, especially after taking it from Priestley and Konami. But uh, I don't know. I, I think it could be interesting. Uh, an interesting combination for sure. Uh, we'll see how it goes. Uh, we have a, an all-star stardom rumble. Uh, pretty much your, your New Japan rumble type of match. Uh, there are some interesting names confirmed. Uh from the, the the current roster, we have B. Priestley, Mina Shirakawa, Unagi Sayaka, Starlight Kid, Saya Ida, who I'm surprised is not going to be defending in the show, but I understand it's just the future of Stardom title. Uh, Gokigen Death, which unfortunately is going to be Gokigen Death and not Kaori Jonayama. Maybe maybe they can do a spot like a a two faces two faces of uh, Jonayama spot. Uh, Lady C, and then we go into the really interesting names. Uh, Chigusa Nagayo is going to be wrestling at the show. Uh, she, I mean, she's already retired. Um, she pretty much manages Marvelous at this point, and she's going to be making an appearance. Um, wrestling, I I cannot imagine he, she's going to be able to do match. I just, well, I don't know really how and uh, what physical state she is in. Um, she was in one of the Valentine's Day shows and. I mean, she's older, uh, but I don't know if she can or how much she can move. But she's going to be in there. Uh, other names are Kyoko Inoue, Mima Shimoda, uh, Hiroya Matsumoto, which I love, Emi Sakura, who, um, I mean, we all know her from, from AW at this point, and, and Chocopro. 
Uh, Rinka Dokura, who actually had her another match with uh, Iwatani versus... Um, who did they wrestle? Well, I don't even remember anymore, but it was Iwatani and Kadokura uh, teaming up in the Valentine's Day, the, the 13th uh, show. Uh, Mei Hoshizuki, Yusuki Aikawa, Jokobito making her return, which I'm also super excited to get, to see again. I, I love Jokobito. Miho Wakisawa, Hiromi Mimura, Junan Manase, uh, also kind of making her return. She's been uh, doing some stuff with Gambare and, and Tokyo Joshi. Haruka Kato, Koguma, and Momoe Nakanishi. So there's some uh, really fantastic names in here. Uh, that I'm totally just happy to see wrestling uh, in this show. And don't be surprised if there's some more surprises. Uh, uh, like there, there was a, a rumor that uh, Kaidi Hojo tried to get booked on, or no, like Stardom tried to book Heidi Hojo for this match or any other type of thing in the show. Because Heidi is obviously like a really, really big part of uh, the stardom history. But the Federation blocked her. And because, I mean, we know the Federation's a piece of shit company. But uh, if that is the length that the stardom was trying to get some talent, I mean, I think there's a chance that we may see uh, some surprises. One of them, I mean,. It's been a while since we've seen Jungle Kiona. Maybe this is her big return. Um, you know, there's there's some old older names that we could see making an appearance, or maybe new names too. Uh, it will be interesting to see. And then we go into the big four matches or five matches, I guess, of the night, where the the meat of the show. The first is Momo Watanabe versus Nanae Takahashi. Uh, I guess the legendary Nanai Takahashi. Uh, so, as the story goes, uh, Seatling, the the promotion where Takahashi and Yoshiko uh, work, they uh, not long ago they kind of like quote unquote invaded a, uh, a stardom show, and they wanted to pick a fight, and the people who answered the fight were Momo Watanabe and. Mayu Iwatani, uh, pretty much like top representatives of the promotion. Like even if the champion is Hayashishita and Julia, Iwatani is really the face of the company. Um, and so one of the, one of those matches, uh, interpromotional matches, is going to be Momo Watanabe uh, versus Takahashi. Uh, I don't know. This is going to be interesting. I, I. I cannot really say that I know much of the history of Takahashi. Um, but they have been like these two like have a history together. Um, so I don't know. I think it's going to be a fantastic match. Uh, Momo tends to have really, really good matches. Uh, so, and I think Takahashi, I want to say this is she, she's been in Storm before, but I, I want to say that it's been like, five or six years since she's been in stardom. Uh, and I think I read somewhere that the last match that Takahashi actually had in stardom was against Momo. So like, obviously Momo was just like a rookie at that point, 
so there's there there may be some history here beyond just like the interpromotional like challenges so i don't know there's it's gonna be good uh we have the swa undisputed world's women championship siri the champion defending against konami her uh i guess former student at this point um these two also have a little history together um I think they're they may be like the best. I don't know if the technical wrestlers, but they're from the, the best kickers in the promotion. So I think they're gonna have like a fantastic, fantastic match. Uh, the the story here is just that Tsuri has been challenging a lot of people, and now she challenged Konami, her former student. And Konami was like, "I'm going to like." finally be able to beat you and surpass you as my 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 teacher you know so it would be good um we have uh the, the other interpromotional match mayu watani versus joshiko this is celebrating the 10th anniversary match uh this also has a lot of history uh together uh both iwatani and joshiko were like in stardom like their original stardom members and they competed in the i think they actually competed in the very first show of of stardom and so full circle joshiko i mean we know she has a history with stardom a bad history an ugly history but she's back uh, and she's gonna be facing iwatani who is now the face of the promotion um I think it I think these two actually like are friends outside of of wrestling so I think they're gonna have like really really good chemistry um I don't know it's gonna be interesting you know like their paths even though they kind of like started starting together like their paths have gone completely different uh just I think both in personally and in wrestling they Joshiko at one point retired and you know her had she had her troubles she I, I I a lot of people don't like Joshiko because of her past and on the other side you have Iwatani who I have to imagine is the most beloved female wrestler in Japan if not the world so I don't know. It's going to be like an interesting clash. I think uh, the best thing about this is go we're going to see a now mature Juchiko versus a now mature Iwatani go at it. And that's going to be like the best thing about it. Um, and they're going to do it at the biggest stage, you know, that Starm has had. And finally, the two uh, big championship matches. The first one, Utami Hayashishita versus... Her stablemate, Saya Kamitani. Uh, no, no tricky here. Uh, Kamitami challenged Hayashishita for a title. And, and that was pretty much it. I I kind of hope for a slightly more antagonizing during the last month. But there really wasn't. They actually been working in tag matches together like pretty normal. It wasn't until the press conference that we finally saw Kamitami slap uh Hayashishita because of her comments and finally we saw a little spark i think this may, may be like the one of the better work rate type of matches but not like super heated or anything 
Um, but this will be a good test for Hayashishita as a champion because she has been wrestle wrestling a lot of like established names, like credible names. And Kamitami is the one that Hayashishita technically has to carry. So it'll be interesting to see how well she does. And finally, we have the match that kind of like snuck up on everyone and ended up being the main event. And this is the one that I've been calling for a couple of weeks now. Julia versus Tam Nakano. I figured this had to be the... Like, as soon as, as we saw the other matches, uh, especially like the Momo, for instance, like start to fight in their parents, I knew there was like no way that it wasn't going to be Julia versus Tam Nakano. What I did not expect is that this match is now going to be to be a hair versus hair wonder of stardom championship. That is that both the title and the woman's hair is on the line. This makes things completely, completely different from what I expected. I expected uh, this match to be just for the title. Uh, maybe they were going to do a death match, whatever, but I just figured Tom is going to beat Julia. At this point, that is the move that we need to do for Tom to beat Julia. Julia has been acting like a dick for the last month. Uh, so it's just like perfect writing to have Tom Nakano defeat Julia. Instead, they add this hair versus hair match. And here's the thing. From watching Lucha Libre since I was a little kid, Julia's hair is way more valuable than Nakano's hair. Uh, Julia's hair... I cannot foresee her losing her hair, Julia. Nakano, I think she can handle it. But I find it really hard to believe that right now, Julia, of all people, would lose her hair. And so that tells me that maybe Julia will retain uh, and shave Nakano's head. Oh, but yeah, it just makes it so tricky because I think the storyline and... I mean, this is a storyline that's been going on from last year. And the storyline for me was to, like, Nakano has to beat Julia for the title at this show, at the main event of Bulacan, and just build, at this point, you build the Cosmic Angels as a legit stable with a top-level uh, wrestler. But I, I, I'm just finding it really hard to believe that Julia is going to lose a hair versus hair match. Like to me, Julia right now losing a hair versus hair match is like uh, Roosh losing his hair in CMLL, you know? I I cannot foresee it, so poof, I don't know what they're going to do. I really do not know what they're going to do. And so that's going to be like super heated. It's going to be super interesting to see who wins this main event. Uh, like this match alone, just it's worth the money. I don't know if it's 40 bucks, but it's worth the money. It's worth the time. Because holy shit. Uh, a Harris hair match. It's like they're they're not that weird. I just recently watched some All Japan Women's Wrestling. And that's what's the main event uh, between La Galactica and I think it was uh, Jaguar Yokota. So it's not weird to see this type of matches in Joshi. But I don't know. It's Julia and Nakano, and they both have beautiful hair. <laughs> uh, so, I don't know. I don't know, man. But that was the last show that uh, we wanted to talk about. Um, 
that's it for Japan for at least for now. Um, you know, two big shows that happened uh, pretty much yesterday, and a big show that's gonna happen next week. But um, you know, there, there's gonna be more to talk about. Uh, but for now, like I said, that's it for Japan. And yes, it is time for the Impact Traffic Report. Welcome everyone to Impact Wrestling. Impact Wrestling from February 23rd. Uh, it was a good, easy to watch show. Uh, it was built around one angle or one story that we saw throughout the show. And it pretty much started from the beginning where we saw Jake something defeat Diener in a tables match. We the, the match wasn't like anything special in my opinion. Um, Jake something looked really good. Diener was just like a vicious little... Uh, I don't know how to describe it. Just like vicious like attacking Diener. But I mean something. But Jake something like... He had the power advantage. He looked pretty good. Uh, and he ended up winning with a... It, it was supposed to be a black hole slam into a table. It looked more like a spine buster. Uh, but it was a short-ish match. Um, they, there were some couple of good spots, some good, a couple of good teases of table teases. But it was it, it, all, it all ended up building to uh, Moose uh, spearing, hitting the lights out on Jake something through a table after the match. And it was just the case that Jake something was there at the wrong time at the wrong time i mean at the wrong place and because moose was in a plan of hijacking the show until he got his impact world title match uh, scott the more came out in who now has like an entrance theme and video <laughs> the the attention horror uh and he he made the call that, you know, like Rich Swan is not even here in the arena. Like, how do I give you a world title match? But let's do this. If you really want a world title match, that little title that you've been carrying around, the TNA world title, I'm. let's make that title official now. It's a legit title. It's official. It's back in the records. And you're going to have to defend it tonight against Jake something. And so... We have our main event, Jake something versus Moose for the TNA world title. Uh, and that's that's where it started. It's probably going to be the main event, so we'll eventually get to it. Um, the next up, we had a three-on-three -three match where the winning team is going to advance to a three-way uh, next week to become like where the winner will earn the exhibition number one contender spot against CJP. So we had Chris Bay, Black Taurus, or Taurus, how they call him in Impact, and Ace Austin defeat Trey Miguel, Willie Mack, and Josh Alexander. The match was good, but I thought that it missed. It was missing something. Um, I don't know if it was just time or what, uh, but from previous like exhibition matches that we've seen in the last two weeks, I thought this was kind of like the weakish. Uh, especially considering like the talent, you know, like it's aside from Willie Mack, it's five guys, five guys that are just like amazing at this point. Um, 
but at the end we did see uh bay i think it was bay that pinned willie mack uh to to win the match uh black taurus looked fantastic uh and ace austin always looks fantastic but yeah black taurus in my opinion was like the guy who took the match like he just looked really really good they're really really building black taurus and i suspect that he's going to win uh the match next week and go after tjp as like maybe just like the flavor of the month um building up to sacrifice but uh i mean it TJP versus Black Taurus is going to be really, really interesting. Uh, it's going to be an interesting combination. But yeah, I think he's going to win. But uh, yeah, like uh, this match was good. Uh, I don't know. I think it really needed more time just to to be more memorable. After the match, uh, Sammy Callahan once again started talking some trash to Trey Miguel, and he finally snapped and attacked Sammy Callahan. So I guess that story can now proceed. Now that it's official that Trey Miguel is not in the exhibition uh, uh, title scene anymore because uh, he he lost this match. So I guess we're going to go into Callahan versus Trey now, which is good. I mean, it, it had been like three weeks now that been, they've been teasing it. Um, Rosemary and Chris and Steve cut a promo for Black Taurus, uh, pretty much saying that he's going to win the, the exhibition championship. Uh, we got our weekly AW commercial. Uh, this time, Tony Khan and Tony Schiavone were joined by a uh, bunch of the heels from AW. Uh, Brick Baker, Revel, Matt Hardy, Private Party, Ryan Nemeth for some reason, and Team Tass, or at least half of Team Tass. And they just kind of like hyped their matches for Dynamite. Nothing special. This was actually one of the weakest AW commercials that we've had uh, since they started doing this gimmick. Uh, we had... Havoc and Nevea backstage, uh, trying to like Havoc is trying to work out their differences. Uh, Nevea is just like not really having it anymore, and so she walks away. Daniel Dashwood walks up to Havoc and is trying to, she she's trying to start a tag team with Havoc, and they even with the went with the, uh, Havoc with a K, uh, similar to Caleb with a K, um, but yeah, Havoc also wasn't having it. She told them she wasn't interested, and so she walked away. Um, I don't know. It's I don't know where this is going to be honest. <laughs> uh, I I don't know if Nevaeh is leaving the promotion. I don't know if if either are gonna turn heel and join Tennille, or if Tennille is just gonna bring someone else to attack them. I don't know. Um, I'm guessing we're gonna get Dashwood versus Havok at Sacrifice. Uh, baby. Anyway. We had the Good Brothers pretty much squash Triple XL, uh, Acer Romero and Larry D. There, there was like a, a two or three, no, it was like two minute heat segment on Carl Anderson. And that's why it's hard to call it a squash, but it really was a squash. Uh, they just like, yeah, they just beat, beat them up for the exception of those two minutes. Uh, at the end, they hit a magic killer on D for the win. And that was it. I mean, it was a good showcase for the brothers. Uh, they're, they finally done with they, they, with Private Party and Beer Guns for now. So it was good for them to get like a good, like dominant win over a team. And, and, and Triple XL is not like a, a throwaway team. I mean, they are, but they're also like uh, really imposing dudes. So. It doesn't look like just a squash match, a squash match against a jobber team. Uh, 
Um, there was some comedy in Swingers Paradise, which Chris Saban and James Storm and Rohi Raju. Uh, it eventually builds up to Rohi and James Storm. So I'm going to be fighting in next week's uh, BTI uh, show. That uh, that like talk show that happens prior to the actual Impact show. So it, it kind of sucks that Rohi Raju went from being like just an amazing wrestler in the exhibition to doing comedy against James Storm. <laughs> and BTI that is one of the big problems with impact uh, they they're really good at cycling wrestlers like you know cycling them around but sometimes when they cycle them out of the the title changes they don't really know how to like keep them hot and this is what happens <laughs> and talking about cycling out of the title divisions and I mean title scenes and having trouble sometimes keeping them hot uh, we had Eddie Edwards be, uh, defeat Hernandez after uh, Brian Myers came out. And he pretty much presented, he had a, a lawyer saying that, uh, the lawyer said that he wasn't mm, clear to wrestle. And so he had a replacement and that was Hernandez. I mean, it was obvious. It's It already happened before. So I don't know why it was like, why the big rigmarole with the lawyer um, but the the big thing here is that after the match, uh, Scott Demore told Myers that uh, the only doctor that can decide whether you're clear or not to wrestle is our Impact doctor. And so next week, um, you are going to be wrestling Eddie Edwards, and the special guest referee is going to be Matt Cardona, and. There were some jokes around here throwing shade at WWE's eye for an eye match. Because uh, as we know, uh, Brian Myers right now, he has been doing a, an angle where everyone accidentally pokes his eye. And so he has eye damage. And so Scott Damore, like was saying like, no, you're not going to have an eye for an eye match. Like that's just idiotic like and yeah it's okay <laughs> um do we had the number one contendership match for the knockout stacking championship this was jordan grace and jazz defeating kimberly and susan um early on they they got rid of Purazzo and odv because they started brawling so the match just came down to the two teams the match was okay uh like i said before i think susan looks really good in her susan character uh, it allows her to wrestle her, to wrestle better, in my opinion. And and so, like, I mean, all four women are really, really good, competent wrestlers. And so they had a good match. Um, I think at the end, J Jordan Grace hit the Grace driver on Susan for the win. And that was the finish. Um, but that's it. Like, it was a normal, okay match. You know, your you know, two and a half star match. Nothing special. Uh, but we are going to be getting Jordan Grace and Jazz versus Kira Hogan and, and Tasha Steels. And I can imagine the the promos that Steels and Hogan are going to cut on Jazz are going to be gold. <laughs> I cannot wait to see their interaction. Um, and finally, uh, uh, we saw the TNA world champion Moose defeat Jake something to retain the title this was a really good match. It's a really good main event. 
I think it it really showed that Jake something could be a main eventer if they want to. Uh, he has the look. He has the ability to wrestle. Um, he just looked fantastic. The the only thing here is that since Moose is being built as the next challenger and most likely champion, he was booked here like a fucking killer. And even as amazing as Jake something look, Moose kind of like destroyed him. Uh, they went back and forward for a while, but like Moose was just like unstoppable. Um, yeah, like Moose looked fantastic. But yeah, Jake something... I think he showed something here. I think he showed he belongs or he can play with the big guys. And maybe what we saw earlier today where Jake something just straight up defeated Diener and Eric Young and Doring didn't show up. Like that may be the end for, for Jake something versus Bylin by Design for now. Because they do have to kind of... I think they're going to have to do something where Diener gets punished uh, for losing. And... I don't know. We may see like uh, Jake something do something different. Uh, the only bad thing is that Impact doesn't really have a secondary title where you can use guys like Jake something. Um, and so, I mean, he's not, he's going to have to like wait in line if he wants to like play around with the titles. Maybe the, the TNA world championship, now that it's quote unquote official, could be turned into a secondary title. I still think it's going to be a unification match between Swan and Moose eventually, uh, which has been booked for sacrifice at this point. Um, but either they unify the titles or maybe they can use it as secondary title. And if that is the case, I think that's something that you can put on Jake something right now. And, and that's something that you can, I don't know. I think there's certain wrestlers that, because, like, for instance, take Chris Bay and Ace Austin that they've they've played around. They fooled around with the world title. They didn't win it, but now they're they're over at the exhibition, which is good for the exhibition because it, it again, it makes it seem more important that it has been portrayed in the past. But at the same time. I think it's also like a damaged enough title that we do see it as going down. So I don't know. It's it's hard to say. It's really hard to say. But I'm I'm guessing like it's got it has to be a unification title uh between the TNA world title and the impact. It just makes sense. You have both titles, they're now both official. It just makes sense to unify them. Uh but yeah, that's going to be taking place on March 13th, that is Sacrifice, the next Impact Plus special. Uh, Moose versus versus Swan. And another interesting thing here is that is before Rebellion. And so we, at this point, don't know what's going to happen at Rebellion. Is Omega going to be a Rebellion? Um because that was the tease like back at the heart of kill. So we don't know what's going to happen. Uh, I hope not. I hope just Moose wins the title and that's it. <laughs> we start the reign that we've deserved for the last year. Uh, so we'll see. But like I said, it was an okay show. I didn't think it was anything. Like it was an easy to watch show. Uh, 
I think the whole Jake something storyline really stood out and it was really, really good. But that's about it, really. Um, there's really, I don't think I missed anything. Uh, yeah, that was pretty much it. Finjuice appeared in a skit with the good brothers where they made fun of them. But it didn't really build anything or, or, or anything. Uh, next week, we are going to be having Finn Juice and the Group Brothers team up against Triple XL and Reno Scum. So I'm guessing that's where the big angle between Finn Juice and the Group Brothers is going to happen. So that's why I think nothing really happened this week. Um, so, I don't know. I think next week looks to be an interesting show in terms of storyline developments. But um, we'll see where it goes. But yeah, I think that's it for this week. Um, it was a packed show. Uh, mostly in terms of Japanese wrestling, there's just so much happening in Japan right now. Um, like, no joke, there's like so many promotions doing just fantastic wrestling right now. Uh, New Japan seems to be like it, it feels like New Japan is getting kind of stale as of late. Um, which uh, it usually happens around this time of the year. And just other promotions like DDT and Stardom are just like punching, you know, the sky right now. Like they're just doing fantastic. But yeah, that's it. That is going to be it for this week. Um, like always, go to iTunes and Spotify to find the show. Leave a review, a like, a subscription, uh, a comment, whatever uh, you can leave. Uh, everything helps. Share the podcast with your friends and uh, and every wrestling discussion forum that you know uh go to twitter to dw revolution where we can you can find my uh this show where i post it mostly and you know where i, I sometimes do live tweeting during shows and and share some stuff and thoughts and we can have like s small conversations but if you want to have a larger conversation you can go to dwrestlingrevolution.com um, where you can find all the written versions of the shows that we discuss in this show. And you can go into the discussion board and have longer conversations. And also on on this, uh, therestingrevolution.com, you can find the links to the WRPX podcast. You can find to the My Wrestling and Art uh, photo blog that I, I just like to, to grab pictures that are pretty of wrestling and many, many more. So... Without further ado, that is it for this week. Have a pleasant, pleasant end of the week and start of the next week. Uh, you know, rest, get ready for that big starting show. And we'll talk next week. Adios, my friends. Well, that's about it. Son of a gun, we've enjoyed it. Looking forward to next week. I guess we'll have to wait a week before we get to it, but we'll be right back again. For Corey Macklin, Dave Brown, Lance Russell saying bye-bye, everybody.